Hey, this is John Strauss, and welcome to Sower's Seeds podcast. Uh, this is a teaching on imagination, and this is a topic that doesn't really get spoken about that often, but it's interesting because it's one of the most important topics I can imagine right now to be speaking about, because I see it as the missing link to faith. A lot of people say, how come my faith isn't working? How come I believe, you know, I have faith that God can heal and I have faith that God can heal me and I have faith that God can heal my family or my friends and people in church, but I'm not seeing it. And we teach about faith a lot. We teach about believing, but we don't really teach much about how we function and how God made us to function. And you can look in a variety of places in the Old Testament and the New Testament and you can find how we were built, what our mechanics are, so to speak, as to how things get done in our lives. Uh, an unbeliever actually can have faith and function and see things happen because of their faith. Everybody functions on faith whether they know it or not. But the element of faith that we don't tend to talk about very much is how our mind and heart works and how imagination plays a role. The word hope, and let's go to that scripture that says, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's a really amazing statement because it says faith is a substance of the things you hope for. And that word hope is talking about your imagination. It talks about your imagination. And it's saying that you have to see inside of you what it is you want to see happen. You may have a desire for something. I'll just make it real simple today. It just start with something simple. You may, I don't know, let's just say you're in, in real need of a car. I'm going to just go with something natural first. Or, or if you want to see it this way, if you're in need of, of a healing. But I think I'll go with a car first because I think some of you struggle with your healing and I don't want you to struggle with this concept. So let's just go with something a whole lot easier. Just a natural thing like a car. Or you may need a guitar. Or you may need glasses or you may need something but you're struggling to get it and if you would spend some time instead of picturing in your heart i can't get because that's what you're picturing i know it is you're, you're just saying i can't have it I, I don't have the money and because of it i don't see myself getting you'll see even say that i don't see myself going out and getting it i can't and that's actually one of the problems it may not be the only reason why you're struggling, but it certainly is part of the reason. And part of that reason you can do something about right now. And it may turn the other problems that you may have around. It certainly can do so. If you would see in your own heart that you got those glasses or got that guitar or got that car that you needed, and you picture it, and you just, instead of spending the time picturing how, you know, you just can't, never will, never could. Picture yourself saying, well, why not? Why not me? Why not get a new car? Why can't, 
why can't it be me too? And it can be. And you start thinking different about this thing inside of you. That's a hope. It's what little kids do before Christmas morning. They are hoping they can taste that thing. What they're going to get, you know, whether you were rich or poor growing up, everybody who celebrated Christmas couldn't wait, or most everybody couldn't wait to that morning because there was just something special that they were hoping to get. And they could just taste it. And that was hope. And that was imagination because they saw it. They could see it in their own hearts. And when, when the writer of Hebrews said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, he was talking about that. He was talking about what we hope for. And if there is no hope, there's really not much that you would have faith for. You can't have faith for something you don't hope in. Faith is a substance. In, in, in a way, it's a replacement of the things you hope for till you see it. And it's, and it's a confidence that what you see will be. And you know that God wants you well. You know he wants you to prosper in the way that he wants you to prosper. And you know that he wants you to, to love in the way that he wants you to love. And you know that he would want the good things for you that, that he makes very clear is good for you. He wants you to understand his word. And even understand that word also plays into imagination. Let me show you how. It's, it's like saying you're in a math class and you're just not getting it, and you're not getting it, and week after week you're still not getting it, and one day something clicks, and you say, I got it. And usually, if you can remember moments like that in your life, you'll remember that at the same time you said, I got it, you're saying, I see it. And when you're saying, I see it, you're saying, I imagine it. That's what we mean by imagination. We see it. We see it in our hearts. We see it not on a surface level, just kind of, okay, yeah, I believe it. No, it's, I got it. I see it. And when you function like that, believe you me, you will see it happen in the natural world at some point or another. It may take time, but you will see it. It depends on what you're believing for, but it may uh, take time, but it will be. It will be. And if you take that approach, it'll be faster than if you didn't take that approach. You could take years upon years upon slow growth, just getting something about healing or understanding or maybe the work you are intend to do is just going so slow because you don't see yourself successful. But in Christ, you are a new creature. You are successful in him. And that's something he wants. He's got a good life for you. And whatever it is he's calling you to do, he wants you to be successful in that thing. You may be a musician. You may be an artist. You may be a minister of some sort. You may be an author of some sort, a speaker. You may be an accountant. You may be a politician. God help you. <laughs> but whatever it is the Lord is calling you to be, he wants you to do it well. And he wants you to succeed in it. 
God didn't make losers. He made winners. Now, that doesn't mean that everything that's going to happen in your life is just going to go smooth and it's going to go great and you're going to be the best doctor that ever was in the history of man. Maybe it won't play out that way. But that may have more to do with you and the way you think and the way you believe and the way you see yourself than it does with God himself. God may have had far greater plans of success for you than you did. I think he wants you to succeed more than you do. I know that that's the way I've been throughout my life. I was afraid to succeed. Because I pictured it in some ways and it scared me. But that imagination, without it, faith isn't going to work. Not well anyway. As they say, you know, there's a saying, this is a blind squirrel to find the nut now and then. And that's kind of how Christians are living. We, we get a little something now and then. And we're so busy looking like the world and functioning like the world. And we're afraid to, to go after the things of God. We're afraid to think the way Jesus thought, the way God thinks. Do you think that the Lord just sat there one day and said, let there be light? Because he didn't. He thought about it. He pictured it. He invented it in his own heart, every detail of it. He's far more intelligent than we are, so he can do that as far as the detail that went into creating this world. We, we don't have the ability to think that complicated. He does. But we function the same way. You're not going to build a deck on your house just you know in one second. You have to see it, either on plans or or... In your mind, that's what the Amish do. They see it. They see it in their hearts. They see it in their mind. They all get together and they say, this is what we're doing. There's no paperwork. And they put that thing up. They'll put a barn up or a home up. They have their way of seeing it. So they just do it. And they do it very efficiently. It's, God functioned by saying, let there be light. But he did so with what he saw and purposed in his own heart. He says it. My word goes out and, and accomplishes the thing to, to what I sent it to do. And it doesn't return to him void. That's a critical thing, that he sends his word. But he purposes what that word will be before he sends it. You have to do the same thing. You can't, you know, they have the name it and claim it crowd. And unfortunately, uh, it's just a, it's just turned into a negative statement. It's unfortunate because there are some truths we're throwing out with with that. But you cannot, you know. One one person wrote, "Nothing's going to happen in, in heaven without a declaration." Now I don't know if that's a hundred percent true, but it's an accurate statement to say. If you're going to see something in your life happen, you have to make a declaration. But the words in and of themselves mean nothing unless there's a picture in your heart that you see as if it's just real right in front of you. And you declare, I'm going to see this ministry get off the planning stage and turn into a reality. And I'm going to have a church and I'm going to build it and I'm going to have people in that. We're going to do this or we're going to do that. Or I'm going to have this business and it's, you know, the Lord's put it in my heart all this time. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to write that book that's been on my heart. I can see it. I can taste it. I can smell it. And, and then when you speak that, then you set something in motion and you see it. And it won't be long from now till that thing becomes a reality. The same thing holds true with anything else 
that you have in your entire life. You can relate this to healing. You can relate it to your schoolwork. You can relate it to your marriage. You can relate it to your non-marriage, hoping that you will find somebody to share your life with. You can relate it to anything. Because you've got to see it in your heart. And you know, brothers and sisters, when you see something in your heart, guess what? That's what you believe. The scriptures is only believed. Jesus said it to people who were in dire trouble, that children were dead, that this one was dead. He was the only believe. And you'll see the glory of God. Only believe. Believe really encompasses seeing something. Imagine the woman with the issue of blood, what her life was like. Those of you who've been struggling with something for a long time. Imagine what it was like for her to not even be accepted in society. Knowing that wherever she went, people just looked at her. It destroyed her life. It destroyed her finances. It destroyed her relationships. But one day she heard about Jesus. And she heard that when Jesus shows up on the scene, people get healed. And that's all she needed to know. So guess what she did? She pictured in her own heart, in the depth of her heart, not on the surface, just kind of a light statement. No, she, this was too important. She went to the depth of her heart. And she said to herself, if I could just touch the hem of that man's garment, that Jesus, I'll be okay. And it dawned on me that who knows why she said it that way or thought it that way, but it didn't matter. God said, this woman sees something and she's going to get it. She pictured it in her heart and she went after it. And she did. And it wasn't easy. And, and it's amazing to me. She had to be on the ground. She probably was crawling because in those days, if you had the problem she had, you weren't really supposed to be out in society. And I think she literally got to a point where she saw she was close to Jesus. She had to have gotten down on the ground at some point to touch the hem of his garment, which was at his feet. And what she pictured and what she imagined, and it was a good thing that she imagined, it was a true thing she imagined, she believed it, and she acted on it. And I don't know if she said it out loud, but she still said it in her heart. She purposed and said in her heart, if I can just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I'm going to be okay. Things are going to change. My life, I'm going to get it back. And she did. She got her life back because she saw in the depth of her heart what she so desperately needed. And she could have just heard about it like any other Christian going to church. Yeah, Jesus used to heal, and, and I know it's real. I know he can, and maybe it's not his will, and all this junk. That doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Those of you who are like that woman, which are many of you, think about her. Imagine what it was like to be her and put yourself in her shoes and then you do the same thing and you picture. And let me tell you something so you know it here and now and know it forever. 
that your healing is not far away. Your healing has actually already been accomplished. It's past tense. By his stripes we were healed. That is a past tense thing. Healing has already been provided in the atonement of Jesus. Your forgiveness and your healing are already provided. You do not have to ask as if it wasn't given. It was already given. It would be better to say you just need to receive it. It's already there. You need to cash that check. It's already yours. You need to receive it. So see yourself as in the hands of God. If you've received Jesus Christ into your heart, then you've also received the right to be healed. You have the right to accept that healing. It's all yours and it is free. You do not have to bend God's arm. And you may struggle if your situation is really tough. You may struggle with your faith. But know this, God's not saying no. We're just maybe struggling with our faith. But picture it. And brother and sister, the sooner you get a picture in your heart, you know, the mind heart, I guess that'd be a good way to say it. In the depth of your imagination, if you can't walk, you picture yourself walking. Picture it. Don't be afraid. You know, a lot of people will tell you not to be courageous. The Lord has constantly told his people to be courageous. Have the courage. You know, I'd rather be courageous and fail. And I'm not saying you're going to fail. But I still would rather take that position and not you know, achieve everything I would hoped. It was rightfully even mine. than to just give up and say, well, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up. People really fault those of us who believe that, oh, you're getting people's hopes up. But it's important to have hope. That's so ironic, isn't it? I didn't even think of it in terms of this message. Don't get your hope up. Get your hope up, meaning get your imagination up. Not false hope, not cheap, just hope. Oh, I hope God, that's not hope. Hope is when you see something. I hope it. I see it. I imagine it in my heart. And go with it. Go with it. And grow with it. And like I say, you know, I, I even hate to say this, but I think I have to with the condition of the church right now. We, we've, we're not used to this. We're not used to this kind of teaching. We're not used to thinking about things like this. We're used to pastors saying, well, it just wasn't God's will. We prayed, we didn't get an answer, so it must not have been God's will. Nonsense. Nonsense. It is God's will. And not only is it His will, as I said before, He already provided it. It's yours. It's already been done. You can't say it's not his will. He willed it. It's done. On the cross, the stripes that they whipped him with was the vehicle that brought healing to you. I can't say I understand the mystery of that between God the Father and his Son, why they chose that specific thing. Maybe that's something we can look at and talk about. But instead of diving into that right now, just know like the woman with the issue, all she needed to know is when Jesus showed up, well, Jesus is here now. 
He not only showed up, he's here, he's inside of you. If you have received redemption by the blood of Jesus, you've also received the right to be healed. All you have to do is understand that, accept that, and start to picture it. If you have a small issue of some sort, it might be a little easier for you. If you've had a real struggle with something, like you can't walk or you're paralyzed or you're going through something that, that you consider serious, let me say something else here. God doesn't see a serious case any different than he does a small little cough. To him, it's the same. And the power that healed one heals the other. It doesn't matter what the case is. It doesn't matter that a doctor says, oh, this is just terrible compared to somebody who has, you know, uh, pain in their knee. It's the same to him. He built you. His word created you. And his word healed you. They, he sent his word and healed them. No one in Zion shall say, I am ill. It's God's will. We could have a whole different, you know, teaching on that. But I just hope that somebody believes it. They already believe that they're not going to fight with the idea that maybe it's not God's will for you to be healed. It is. God wants you to be well and good. John even wrote it, my heart's desire is that you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. Your soul has to prosper. That's your heart and your soul and that whole part of your mind. As that prospers, the other will prosper. That's what John was saying. John was about 99 some odd years old when he wrote that. And he was saying, I want you to prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. So he was saying, as your soul prospers, as you see richly within your soul and see the richness of God's word and understand. You know, that word understand in, in so many cases means imagine. Because when you understand something, you see it. Now, I'm using the word imagination, meaning I see it. I see it in my heart. Hope. I see it in my heart. So understanding turns into hope. Because when you understand something, then you're hoping it now. Now you're hoping it. Because I see it now. I get it now. And I hope with deep passion about building that home, building that church, finding uh, people to work with. I hope it and I will see it. And it's going to happen. And, and walking someday when I have not been able to walk or, or seeing someday or hearing someday when I was never able to hear. He healed the lame. He healed the sick. The blind could see. The deaf could hear. That's what Jesus did every day. That's, that's what he did every day, people. That was his example. Even if you thought for two seconds that God doesn't know he's healed. All right, so think it. But look at the vast majority of cases of what Jesus did. Actually, every case. But if you need to see that there's some exception, see it. But... The vast majority, if you were to draw a graph and say, what was Jesus? 99.99% of the time, Jesus healed people. If you want to leave some door open to say he doesn't. And it's always you that doesn't get it when you think that way. And it's always everybody else that doesn't get it because they think it. And when you look at a church, 99% of the people don't get healed. And one little percent does. It's supposed to be the other way around. 
Actually, it should even be better than the other way around. But if you're going to play that game, then at least play it in the favor of of healing. Anyway, that's just my little you know, strazoology. But um, thank you for listening in today. We're going to run out of time here, and I just am grateful to you for coming and listening. And I hope these words really, really bless you today. I hope they do. God loves you, and he wants you to know about these things. He wants you to look at him. He wants you to see these things. He wants you to know just how incredible your salvation is and how incredible you are. You're a new creature. You are incredible, and you need to start seeing it, and you'll see it in his word. And when you read something, hold it. Believe it. In all you're getting, get understanding. In all you're getting, get hope. In all you're getting, get imagination. Get those things in everything you see in the Word and hold on to it and see just how real it is. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time.